Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for April 3rd, 2022, the fifth Sunday in Lent in year C, and we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And Bruce, how are you? I am fine. <laughs> Trying to keep up with you. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I got blown over with the answer. Uh, good. Fine is good. Uh, we're in spring, I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> All the snow, all the all the snow that uh, was on the ground the other day, and uh, mm. the the frost that was there this morning uh, says otherwise. That groundhog lied to me. Um, <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> you should have ordered him a pizza. I should have ordered him a pizza. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, the, this uh, today's podcast will be very short. I've got pizza to go eat, and um, so uh, until next week. No. I'm just <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, it is, it is still so, it, it still feels so spring like, uh, it does. I mean, once, once we had longer and... days are longer and we had such a, such a, um, a good spell of warm weather that the green on the ground and in the trees is unmistakable. Right. Uh, and lots of daffodils and some yeah, crocus and, stuff. and crocus. yeah, beautiful, beautiful outside. Uh, which means that like, Hey, Easter's almost here. Right. Uh, We've got a running start towards it. It's it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy that we're like... Could it, it happen again? Could it happen? <laughs> what, and what will happen to Jesus? Will he be... Will he give himself uh, for for uh, to death for the sin of the world? Tune in in a couple of weeks. The thrilling conclusion. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the fifth Sunday in Lent... Uh, Feels like has gone very fast. I have to admit, it does for me too. Um, because yeah, so th- this Sunday is is what I would consider kind of the last Sunday because, in Lent. Yeah. Uh, Palm Sunday. Well, technically, the, I, technically Palm Sunday is Lent. No, no, you have not. They, okay, first the, of all, the the Lent the, is, the online lectionary lumps it into the Lent season. Lent is very squishy. Squishy. Ooh, Squishy. okay. That so yeah. like me yeah. during the pandemic. Got it. Yeah. So some people stretch it longer, some people squish it shorter. And so is this one of those where like half of the service is technically lent and then like the other half of the service is like and it's either week. <laughs> It it could be, but could, no, we're not be, we we're not that squishy. We won't be messing with that. Okay. But okay. The, the squishiness is lent is Suddenly. When the church start, started having Lent, no one wrote down, these are the rules sure. of Lent. Sure. And so it evolved in different directions. So for some people go with uh, tradition that Lent goes until dawn on Easter or mm. 12.01 a.m. Easter day. Others say that Lent stops with Palm Sunday. And Holy Week is its own season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's some in between. Forty days. It depends on whether you include weekends or not. Basically, <laughs> actually Sundays. Um, and well, so, I mean, the 40, yeah. 40 days is relatively arbitrary, right? I mean, it, it has meaning. It has meaning, <laughs> yes. but it's not like, oh, no, no, no. This is like have to do the forty days for for Lent or otherwise. Well, they're kind what's the of point. <laughs> well, there's. I don't know of anyone who any tradition within Christianity says, nah, it's 39 days, or oh, it's 62 days of Lent. 
Mm-hmm. They all say it's 40 days because it's Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, uh-huh. 40 years of um, the Israelites wandering in the desert before hitting the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the sacred numbers. So how you break it up so that it so that Lent is 40 days, mm-hmm. there's, there's not universal agreement on it. And isn't there... It, it, isn't there like 40 days uh, after his resurrection and and ascension? 50. Yep, 50. Ah. So close. So close. Come on, Jesus. And that, and that But that one does. <laughs> Let's synchronize this thing a little bit better. <laughs> he just couldn't Would clear you... his calendar in time. I, mean, I, I know you had a lot to do. <laughs> but and but that, one's a, that one's a for sure one. Because in the scripture it says... It was 50 days later that Jesus ascended. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's between resurrection and ascension. Right. 40 days prior to his his death was when he gave up uh, um, energy drinks or, or <laughs> chocolate or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. My calling is nigh. So therefore I will deny myself I these, I will these pastries. I will <laughs> If only we had chocolate so I could give that up. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry, Master. That won't come to Europe for another 1,400 it's in years. The, I'm pretty sure it's in the Apocrypha. It's it's it's, it's one of those stories uh, right after the one with the dragon. Um, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, so it, it bears um, – it, it's time that we – we start acknowledging then uh, what the, what the plan is for, for uh, all the services. Oh, sure. Essentially we're having, you know, if you show up to church during Holy week, there's a service going on. Uh, no. I mean, be squishy on that. But we've got a, we've got what? Mon- Monday, Thursday. We, Let's start it right. Sure, sure. Palm sure. Sunday. Palm Sunday. Part of Holy Week. Right. Oh, very okay. <laughs> Enter the squishiness. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. And what we'll be doing this year is what we've done the last number of years, where Palm Sunday will be just Palm Sunday. So we'll really be able to focus on Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem mm-hmm. on the first Palm Sunday, and its symbolism and the things that he taught that day in the temple, things like that. Then. Because another option is to have the second half of the service be good, a Good Friday service. Mm, got it. Got so it, we're it. not doing that because we're having a Good Friday service. Okay. Consequently, Palm Sunday, 8 and 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then Monday, Thursday, which is the day we celebrate Jesus's gift of the Holy Eucharist mm-hmm. and of ministry, mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, then... Between Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, overnight, there's a vigil watch mm-hmm. where we ask people to sign up for an hour and uh, pray in the church to remind us of basically how the apostles failed at that um, mm-hmm. the night that Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Friday, 7 p.m., the Good Friday service, where we remember his arrest and death. Saturday, 7 p.m., is the first first service of Easter Mm -hmm. that will include various readings preparing us for Easter. The service is called Easter Vigil, so that's the vigil part. And then the second half of it is the first Easter service, so it counts. Mm -hmm. Uh, That service starts at 7 p.m. Then Easter Day, 8 and 10, full tilt boogie Easter services. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So, so uh, yeah, they're for, there for a little while. If you show up anywhere near 7 o'clock, you'll get a service. Uh, we'll, you'll get a service. <laughs> Uh, Mo- Monday, Thursday, do we do, is that the one where we do the, 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 foot, washing. the foot washing? Yeah. Okay. I will be, uh, in the back on, uh, working electronics. It's completely optional. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Don't, we don't want to, you know, electrocute you or anything. Well, I was more thinking like, uh, oh, I just don't want you touching my feet. Uh, <laughs> not an uncommon, not feeling. uncommon, not uncommon. So. But if you do want foot washing, be sure to splash around in the mud before you get, uh, <laughs> here. Bruce will be, uh, Bruce attending. will be ready for it. Bruce Bruce will be ready. I've washed don't, feet of every condition. Don't clip those toenails. Don't. Uh... Been there, done that. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, which one? Which one is it that has the veneration of the cross? Is that Good, Good Friday? Friday? That's Good Friday. Okay, I could. I was trying to remember uh, which one we we, we technically do that for. So yeah, um, and what what you can do if you want is go to our YouTube channel and check out the services from past years. Yeah, just not what... not uh, yeah. You'll have Not to go too, back a little way, a little ways. Well, last year was the first, last Holy Week was our first in-person worship. Has it been that long already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think tomorrow's the anniversary of that. I have it in my calendar. Wow. Okay. Okay. Time time really does fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. We, we did all the Holy Week services except Easter Vigil. We just found that was going to be hard to get. All the volunteers needed to do it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, a, a ton, a ton of things going on uh, yeah. right now. We have uh, uh, still uh, nine o'clock uh, in person adult, uh, adult forum children's ministry uh, in between services on Sunday. We've got uh, we still have one walking more, through Lent. One, one more walk through Lent. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and that's this coming Saturday at. 9 a.m. Okay. Um, on the websites is exactly where we'll be, and I'm I'm just forgetting off the top of my head. I, okay. I think it's Holland Park, but I'm not sure. Okay. And then uh, anything else uh, in the upcoming week that we should plug? Well, this this particular week on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. on Zoom, we'll be discussing the movie Just Mercies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excellent movie. Recommended highly. Go to the website and you can get the Zoom link. Very good. Uh, well then, let's move over to our uh, church history segment, <laughs> um, uh, which this week, uh, unlike last week, uh, does have other non-death related things, <laughs> uh, death and maiming related things to point to, which is great. Isn't that interesting. Which is great. Um, uh, but but also uh, questions that arise from it. Uh, uh, oh, one, one of the things that that you won't get uh, this week is there were like there were like three or four hymn writers that all died on the same day. So there were like in memoriam of this person who did you know founded this church, but also was a prolific hymn writer and mm-hmm. did this. Um, uh, so there were there were a number of uh, it was it was it was the day it's the day of passing for for musicians I guess. Um, but my, my um, tacky joke is. Yes, the heavenly chorus needed a new section, and so they killed off one. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, yeah, tacky joke. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, well, let's go all the way back for our first uh, this day in church history to 1327. Papal bull mm-hmm. already have questions mm-hmm. of John the Twelfth condemns the writings of Marcellus of Padua and John of Jandon. Um, what is a papal bull? A fancy pronouncement. Oh, okay. What a weird 
thing to name it. Okay. Well, I pre- okay. This is complete tap dancing on my part. Okay, tap away. I presume it comes from a similar Latin word as we, <clears throat> from which we get bulletin today. Oh, so yeah. Like the news flash from the Pope. I was just imagining that John the Twelfth, instead of having like the the Pope's dog. <laughs> By his side had had a pet bull, and the bull was just uh, like big, you know, big white poopy scoop. Look, John, John, these writings, no, no, just can't do it. Just, just get rid of them. Like throw them in the trash. Or talk get, to the bull. Get them off the get them off the desk. Okay, so so he said he puts out a bulletin, a papal bulletin mm-hmm. um, that condemns the writing of uh, Marcellus and Padua, of Padua and John of Jandon. Uh, no idea what they were, no, what those writings were. Yeah, whatever they were, no, <laughs> just straight no. And we have no idea if it stuck or if a hundred years later it was like, well, duh, everyone thinks that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know more, you could look up. Uh, it, this is uh, the authority. It comes from Copplestone by Frederick Charles, uh, and the History of Philosophy uh, out of Great Britain. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> There's there's more info to be to be had on that, uh, and and uh, learned that yeah Ben was dumb to think that it might be an animal. Um, <laughs> clearly, fourteen uh, eighteen at the Council of Constance, Jean Ger- uh, Jean Gerson rejects propositions of Matthias Grabau that are intended to suppress the lay spiritual renewal movement, which is a, a phrase that I don't think I. Is, is that in capital letters? It is not. Okay. It is not. That's helpful. Uh, but uh, called the Brethren of Common Life. Uh, and th- that is capital. That sounds creepy. <laughs> Gerson, uh, his defense of the lay brothers ensures that they will obtain papal approval. So another papal um, related date. Um, what was the year again? Uh, 1418. Okay. Um, but yeah. So... Um, Lay spiritual renewal movement. So, um, yeah, so that's I, there are various historians that say we're on a 200 year pattern, 300 year pattern of having lay renewal movements. Mm. Um, let's start one now. <laughs> supposedly, we're in the midst of one. Oh, okay. And I say supposedly not because I don't like them, just. You never know until you look back and say, oh, right. history determines whether or not you did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and COVID it messed up so many things, um, including late renewal movements. Anyway, it that one, I presume, was part of the response within the Roman Catholic tradition of um, the growing movements within what would become Protestantism. Mm, okay. And the... Um, rebellion across what would become denominations against the power of the clergy, particularly in secular matters, which mm-hmm. nowadays, like in the U.S., we'd say, well, why do they have anything with secular matters? Back then they had lots. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so there were there were many um, lay movements to empower lay people to be faithful Christians in a um, less controlled way. Hmm. Interesting. Basically, the, you know, the stereotypical old way would be uh, a, a priest saying, give me all your money mm-hmm. and 
pay for a bunch of services to be done, and then the people you love won't be in hell anymore. And after a while, that got that went sour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. I can see why. Um, well, uh, having having delved into some Reformation uh, mm-hmm. related uh, references in 1528. Adolf Clarenbach, having preached Reformation ideas in Wessel and Cologne, uh, Germany, is arrested by Catholic authorities in Cologne, and he'll be sentenced to death. So to like they, they do, like like they do, like they did. Uh, yeah, that's when the, the the literal battle of the Reformation was mm-hmm. hitting full speed. Yep. Uh, in between uh, th- that uh, event and and the next one is where all the hymnists. <laughs> um, but so our next uh, our next notable uh, date is uh, 1901. James Chalmers and Oliver Tompkins sail from Daru uh, Papua New Guinea in what will be their last voyage. <laughs> because within, what will happen within days, cannibals will murder and eat them. <laughs> At least it was in that order. I, I had to, yeah, right. I had to put that in there. It was just. I was like, "Oh, they set sail. Why, why is that important?" And I kept reading, and I was like, "Interesting." Um, so, so yeah. Um, it was an early version of Uber Eats. They, oh, they didn't know that it was an Uber Eats instead of just a regular Uber. Uber, Uber Eats. Uber Eats meets iPhone. So yeah, I Uber Eats. <laughs> Um, in uh, 1971, uh, Nazarene uh, evangelist Tomas Fury and Nadius Campion, uh, husband and wife, make a dangerous night escape from Mozambique to Malawi with their children. Uh, and although they're refugees, they will plant four more churches that will remain in a, in flourishing conditions years later. So uh, it, it kind of a, in, for me invoked some uh, imagery of like the uh, the end of Sound of Music, like just kind of, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they uh, escaped over the Mozambique Alps and... Uh, <laughs> I got to admit, didn't see that one coming. Didn't, didn't see it coming. <laughs> Stupid Ralph. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's hard for me to, to picture Julie Andrews as a Nazarene. <laughs> that's true. That, that's true. That's also uh, difficult to, to imagine. But yeah, can you imagine, though, being on the run and then uh, like leaving the country that you were evangelist to and then just planting four more churches in, what the, you do. in the place that you escaped to? Uh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, wherever they were, they were going to be planting planting churches. Yeah, good on them. So that yeah, so that's where they were going to do it. Good on them for uh, dealing with adversity and getting their tasks done because that was on their to do list. <clears throat> Got to give it to them. Um, well, on our to do list, there are a couple of readings. So yeah. let's uh, let's move over to our first reading uh, in a Isaiah chapter forty three sixteen through twenty one. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am right. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. Um, this is second Isaiah, right? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Nailed it. Um, just because of uh, the way that it starts, it starts saying, thus says the Lord, but then it kind of like does a detour uh, on, on the way it's written because it's like, oh, you know, you know, the, just in case you didn't know which Lord, the one who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who yeah. brings out chariot and horse. Here's my resume. So, so it does do like kind of like a little detour of like, just in case we're not clear on which mm-hmm. Lord we're talking about. Um, where does it come back into his voice? Is that 18? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So thus says the Lord, do not remember the former things. Uh, so this is speaking to the Israelites of, uh, the Babylonian enslavement. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was telling talking to the Israelites of like, don't worry about cap, you know, don't think, don't dwell on your captivity or if it is, don't dwell on the way things used to be before you were captives because it's changed. It's different. So I was kind of curious as to which former things uh, uh, you shouldn't remember. Basically, the um, being being people who were enslaved. That okay. don't settle for don't make don't don't settle for this lifestyle you have now as slaves and servants Mm -hmm. instead have courage to go back into the wilderness and get back to your own land. Yeah. I will be with you on that journey. Yeah. So I I think a lot of times like we'll, we have this, this preconceived notion about their enslavement that, Oh, like it it must've been like when they were enslaved by the Egyptians and terrible. And of course they wanted to leave. Uh, Even though, Actually, not all of them did. Yeah, even though not all of them did, because some of them grumbled. Like, yeah, for forty years, right? Exactly. Uh, And their children's children. Yeah. Uh, But uh, but there, the Babylonian enslavement. I I feel uh, as though, as we've read portions of Isaiah, it kind of gives us kind of a glimpse that it it wasn't that it, it wasn't as bad one could imagine. That, that there was like because we've talked about before the the um, Babylonian emperor yeah not president uh, emperor. but uh, emperor yeah. um, kind of recognizing their inherent sovereignty in a way and uh, well, that was but that was closer when they were released to go home right 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 so one but one can imagine that perhaps these the circumstances aren't necessarily the same and that maybe some of the Israelites were might, might have been perfectly fine with staying well even if because the Babylonian Empire at least did provide one could make the argument protection I mean it yeah. wasn't slaved protection but, but uh yeah you, they you, had a vast empire of that that you had for a, a roof, long time nobody yeah. and you had a roof over your head and you had your your meals and yeah, you know, maybe that's good enough. Was sort was sort of what you could you can read between the lines mm-hmm. of Isaiah and Jeremiah, right? Uh, yeah, it's tempting to to stick with what you know, even if it's not the ideal, right? But 
don't. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't right. stick with what you know. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise, the 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 imagery that we have in our mind of it of of an enslaved people, uh, uh, if you apply it to the Israelites in this position, you would read that and you'd go, "Well, duh, God, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that." And I'm like, "Well, you know, there, you know, yeah." It, it's one of these things where, sure, as a as a group, they you know, don't want to be enslaved. But when it's individual stories, individual individual people may say, "Well, you know, I I have a kind of good here, right? Or I have a good enough here." It's a better way to put it, right? Not good, you know, not compared even to the the free farmer down the road, but it, it's good enough, especially since the first step I would have to take is to go into the deadly desert. Right, yeah. There would be a treacherous uh, return. I don't know what it's like back there anymore. Yeah. Uh, one can imagine that there were, maybe like you were pointing out, uh, individual stories of like, you know what? Land I had back in Israel, I had a hard time with that right. ground. <laughs> this, this Babylonian dirt's great. You know, like, mm -hmm. like I'm growing crops like crazy. I don't get to keep very much of it, but, right, <laughs> you know. There were there were boulders all throughout my 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 lot. It was awful. I kept stubbing my toes. Right. Um, uh, I mean, that, that, not not to uh, intentionally put a rose colored glass over uh, slavery. Uh, because <laughs> not for a second. Not for a second. But um, but you kind of do have to put yourself in a position where these words would make sense. Yeah. And. Uh, with with our modern imagery of or, or in thought process about about that yeah it, it finds real it, it's hard to find the meaning reading these words and using our our, our modern terminology well, and going that doesn't make any sense and along those lines what their what their religious texts are telling them about the escape from egyptian slavery is that they had to wander for 40 years through the desert. Yeah. So part of the context of this is, no, I'm doing a new thing. Right. This You're not signing up for dying in the desert and only your children making it. Right, right, right. Um, and so that, that's, a, that's a big part of what this section of Isaiah is about, is God saying, no, mm -hmm. it's not going to be 40 years. It'll be a straight shot. I'll provide mm -hmm. safety and food and water for you, and you will get there in a relatively speedy manner. Yeah, so you're kind of pointing out like a, the, it'll it'll be a safe you'll get safe passage. The animals, wild animals, will yeah. honor me. Uh, the jackals, I get. Was there a big problem with attacking ostriches? In the there wilderness? is to this day. Is there really? Yeah, ostriches are mean is birds. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I guess I have to footnote this. At, in the San Diego Wild Animal Park, mm -hmm. they had a wonderful tour that I took my kids on literally countless times now in my memory. And one of the stops, and the animals were in huge enclosures as you were riding this uh, tram thing. And we you know, there's always a stop at the ostriches. And as I recall, the fun fact they would share is that the the highest number of deaths of humans in in rural Africa, according, you know, obviously across country borders, come from hippopotamus and ostriches. Incredible. Well, part of it is ostriches are, are a fowl, mm -hmm. 
don't have a lot of sophisticated brain energy and have extremely powerful legs with very sharp claws. So it's like, that's something I don't know. I'm going to claw the bedickens out of it. Got and, it. Oops, it stopped moving. I forgot why I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, and, and Father Bruce says ostriches are dumb and dangerous. <laughs> yes. And in all seriousness, people would try to, I mean, a lot of times this behavior would take place around the ostrich defending a nest. Sure. You know, and an ostrich egg could practically feed a small village. Making an that's a That's a fair point. That's yeah. a fair point. So there was a reason to tempt death with an ostrich, but it was a, uh, it is. Okay. A deadly thing to try. Well then. Uh, so yes, jackals the, the, and ostriches, the, deadly. The reference makes a lot more sense. Uh, are we sure it says ostriches? Is it like one of the things we've discussed before yeah. is like. Oh, you know, we've gotten a lot of these words meanings by use of multiple co context clues and multiple uses in the Bible. Do we use the word ostriches more than once in the Bible? Oh, look. Let's see. It seems like one of those once used words kind of <laughs> kind of a situation. You know, actually <laughs> Kind of amazing how often it occurs. Really? <laughs> yeah, it occurs. We don't read enough of the Bible, verse. It, it <laughs> occurs twice in Isaiah, three times in Isaiah, once in Job, um, Deuteronomy, Leviticus. Um, wow. It, uh, Micah. Um, like I want to look up that micro Micah one when I have time. It's a weird little excerpt they have. Huh. But yeah, it. They're, they're alive. Okay. All right. So it really is ostriches. <laughs> yeah. It really is ostriches. Cool. 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 Um, I had another question about this. Um, so at the beginning part of the um the the reading, it gives uh God's resume. Yeah. Uh, who brings out chariot and horse, uh, and army and warrior? What does that mean? What does the next section mean, though? They lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wake. Is this is this specifically like? Are you getting the imagery of uh, this is what I did to Pharaoh's army? Yeah. This is what I did to people before that attacked you. Pharaoh's uh, army. Pharaoh's army. Okay. So okay. So they lie down, referring to. Pharaoh's army, they, they, when I covered them with water, they lie down, they can't rise, they're extinguished, quenched like a wick. Okay. Yeah, I okay. mean, they're they're washed away is how we might put right. it now. Okay. Okay. And I think I needed to talk through that one a little bit. Yeah. And part of this construct is um, that remember, it, it's a time to remind us that God doesn't have a name. Mm -hmm. Whereas at that time, all the gods had names. And so... Usually what would what happens in the Hebrew scriptures is a, a piece of God's resume, as you put it, so mm -hmm. that it's clear who you are talking about. Gotcha. Because just because it says holy one, you know, the, the, the casual listener might think of their favorite household god, particularly gotcha. if they're living in Babylonia. Gotcha. Where there are all those Babylonian gods to deal with. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, throw in that. Oh, okay. You freed them. Right. You're the guy who freed us from Thus says the Egypt. Lord. You're the one who drowned Pharaoh's army. Remember that one? That yeah. one? That guy? He says this. And, <laughs> Got it. And the context of freeing them from their current enslavement, it makes perfect sense. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, well, unless there's anything more. 
I think we're good to go. Then we will move on to our psalm reading for the day, which is Psalm 126, a whopping six verses. Um, so a, powerful. A nice short one, but like you said, powerful. Psalm 126 reads, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the water courses in the Negeb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Um context about 126 is this do we know much about it believe it or not we kind of do okay um by by context of what's described it's generally thought of as um a prayer for all exiles okay you know just as a, a general just everyday generally. usage thing yes everyday exhalation <laughs> got it yeah and what but what's interesting digging into it is that it, it matches very well with what we just had from Isaiah of encouraging people to um, return to Jerusalem and the rest of Israel. But it it implies in the Hebrew that not as many people went as we would have hoped. Mm. Um, Going back to the Isaiah reading, the a number of people who are like, no, nah, the new thing. Not for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe it. It's going to be another 40 years. And in, in the book of Ezra, it's really clear that the prophet Ezra is very disappointed with the poor showing of mm. people returning. And this psalm has some overlapping phrases that people go, oh, yeah, he's, he's referring to Ezra. Mm, okay. Um so it comes, so we know it comes after those events. Okay. Okay. So it's a lot, lot after the time of King David and mm -hmm. some of the other Psalms. Um, and it has a pattern of history looking back, then starting with the verse four, transitioning into a prayer. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, one one can kind of okay with that context. You can kind of reread that and maybe even read uh, four, five, and six as a prayer for those who didn't exactly and didn't come. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot more sense too because um, uh, in verse five, the phrase "May those who sow in tears." Um, you do kind of wonder, like, goodness, who traffics in tears? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it's saying, yeah. it's saying for those who, it's better, in my opinion, it's better phrased in six, uh, in verse six, those who, who are, who weep, uh, um, shall come home with shouts of joy. So it's, it's, it is hitting home again on that restorative nature of the prayer of. And that poetic structure of mm -hmm. repetition. Right. In Hebrew. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I was like, <laughs> tear sower. <laughs> Worst job ever. Right. 
punched that kid and they cried. But no, don't worry. They'll be joyful later. <laughs> Let me go get my get thermos of joy. I'll, get, I'll collect those tears. Um, but yeah, so that, so that is interesting. So then, then rereading that with the, that context of, uh, perhaps said as, um, people who did make that trek that didn't turn into 40 years of wandering in the wilderness and was a new thing as promised by God. Um, uh, and they have resettled and reclaimed the land and begun to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Do we have an idea as to how much later, or we just know that it's after because of the context clues? We aren't sure how much later. Okay, um, but you know, so it's roughly around the sixth century. Okay, uh, BC. So then they pray that you know, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, when we returned, we were like those who dream, meaning like. It was almost unfathomable. Yeah. Kind of a, the, the, it was a good dream. It was a yeah. good dream. Yeah. Uh, then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them, which I almost had thought was in the previous reading mm-hmm. uh, that I will do great it things It gets so you. close. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, the, Lord, the Lord has indeed done great things for us and we rejoiced. And then you switch to the prayer, restore our fortunes, our probably referring to the people as a whole. Um, oh, Lord, like the water courses in the in the Negev, which is a river. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure why that imagery is being is being linked with restoring, though, because um, it it's in the southern ter- southern part of the territory of Israel and like the Nile, the agricultural system depended upon mm. the negative gotcha. flooding, providing topsoil in the desert and moisture. That makes sense. Okay. And one of the reasons um, we think that it was chosen as the image is that not only was it life-giving, but it could also be deadly. Mm-hmm. That if... if you were in the wrong place when that flash flood came. You could be killed. But if you were had some common sense around yourself when you saw the thunderheads and got, got to safe territory, you then got to have this wonderful um, fertile topsoil gotcha. to plant your crops in. Yeah, and then the prayer continues. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home. With shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. What are, what are sheaves? The harvest. The okay. So uh, like sheaves bundled, of wheat. Uh, yeah. bundled wheat and yeah. bundled what what have you? Yes. Gotcha. Not a farmer, Bruce. I'm not. I, a, I have noticed that. <laughs> not much of a farmer. I can manage to not kill uh, plants <laughs> some of the time. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, anything else about the psalm? Yeah. yeah one thing. Um, the, the opening verse, which is usually translated as you write it, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, um, at the, the, the literal translation is brought back those who returned to Zion. Huh, okay. Which makes it, so it makes it even more obvious this is about the dynamic of people returning from the Babylonian enslavement. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. See, I love those backstories. Yeah. 
That's why I do this. (laughs) (laughs) We learn lots. We do. Uh, Well, let's move on to our gospel reading, which comes to us this week from John chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Um, there, I don't know how often it happens. I do recall seeing it before in John. But his little narrative adi- additives are, are always kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I, I almost get the feeling, knowing that, let me, let me back up a little, knowing that John um, writes his gospel with a little bit more of what I would say is like a, um, a side intention, like specific intention. Yeah. Uh, 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 to try to craft a specific narrative uh, uh, in his gospel reading. I kind of like, I, I, I kind of almost reject verse six <laughs> because it's, it's like uh, <laughs> you gave it the old. Yeah. Well, it's not so much that it's like the, it's the, I, I feel like uh, I'm at like a, a, a children's uh, uh, play reading or something like that. And the, and the person is like, then came along the nasty man. Boo. <laughs> Boo. You know what I mean? Like, and like you are the, accurate. And, and the reader is like, is trying to, you know, entice you into already disliking this, this character yeah. that's, that's being introduced. Um, because I, for me, I don't need that. I, I, I don't need it because it, it you want is above all that. well only in like it kind of it it narratively tells you what you should think about right. about this passage and i don't I, I i think without having that in there it's an interesting question of like yeah yeah I, I, judas might have said that maybe he did maybe he was stealing from the purse maybe he was uh, hoping that she would have given it to Jesus ministry for the poor in quotes. Mm-hmm. And so he could steal some of it, but um, it is an interesting question uh, that is posed, whether that's by Judas Iscariot or one of the other disciples of, yeah, the perfume that, that is a bit extra, you know yeah. what I mean? That's, and why, 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 uh, why buy it? Or, or, or yeah. why have it? Uh, why use it in this manner? There's, there. I think there's, I think there's a a, a worthwhile thought to traffic in uh, as a reader as to 
I mean, in, in my mind, I've already expressed uh, uh, earlier on in this podcast, like, you're not touching my feet. <laughs> like, this, perfu- this perfume, that I read this story and I'm like, yeah, that's wasteful. <laughs> what a waste. Mm-hmm. It's, it's feet. He's going to go out outside your house in like 20 minutes and get dust on it again. Like, the, the, I, 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 Ben, the reader, goes, yeah, you... Jesus has it right. She bought it for the day of his burial. He's not dead yet. What are you? Doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, uh, so I think there's, I think there's a a, a valid uh, conversation to have here because I think, I think what um, Mary is doing is still um, a, a beautiful act. Right. That That's des- good of you to say. That deserves its own. Respect, and I feel like the 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 little uh, John at ad, 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 additions cheapen that a little bit for me. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> Bring it, John. Bring it. Well, part okay. I, this is. I'm glad you said all that because this is <clears throat> one of one of the the coolest. Um, events to to look at in all four gospels. Yeah, because it actually occurs in all four. Yeah, gospels. there's not many things that do. Yeah, <laughs> and to go from oldest to newest, um, in Mark, the way it's described, the end of it. Um, but there were some who said to themselves indignant, indignantly. Why was the ointment wasted? For this ointment might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. In, let's say, Matthew, the next. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant, mm-hmm. saying, Why this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. Mm-hmm. Luke, roughly the same time as Matthew. Now, when the Pharisee who was yep. who invited him saw it he said to himself and then john that you just wrote just read it's judas who's uh, oh this is so improper right and so each gospel writer puts the um negative commentary mm-hmm. on someone or or someone's different Every t- yeah, all four accounts yeah. have different people or different groups. Yeah, and like you said, the there's a sense that John is uh, getting the crowd to already start booing Judas. Yes, yeah. Yeah, one imagines the organ in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the bad guy theme. Uh, and one of the things John liked to do was to put names on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And only in John is it is it Mary who does this. Oh, that's in, interesting. In the others, it's just a woman. And in Luke, it's implied that the woman's a prostitute. Huh. And consequently, the early church that didn't like women very much conflated most of the Marys into a single character. Right. Um, so that's how Mary Magdalene's suddenly a prostitute. That's how uh, Mary of Bethany suddenly is the same as Mary 
of Magdala, mm-hmm. which in the other three Gospels is clearly not true. Um, and it's a way of defaming her. Hmm. But it, it it is kind of like, wait, why is Mary suddenly yeah. being criticized here when in other, not too long before, in the story of Mary and Martha and who has chosen the better and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, Mary and Martha are described as among Jesus's closest friends. Right. And so, you know, they would definitely be, I won't say above reproach, but certainly wouldn't be criticized in this tacky way. And maybe that's to make Judas look even worse. Hmm. Okay. Can we also spend a little bit of time acknowledging how weird uh, this is to do in front of Lazarus? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'm just okay. about... yet again something I've never thought of. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I mean, they're they're at the home of Lazarus. One assumes that means he it says Lazarus was one of those at the table yeah. with them. This happens. Uh, Jesus says, "Well, she bought it for the day of my burial," and I probably looks down the table like my boy over here knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right? Well, okay. little little perfume can't hurt, huh? <laughs> Well, I'm picturing Lazarus saying, she didn't use anything that good on me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's that. One, one doesn't I did know. not have the 300 denarii perfume. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Where'd that fact, money, hey, where'd that money come from? <laughs> Hold on a second. And, and, and they said there'd be a stink. <laughs> Which is how it, the literal translation in John. Okay. Yeah. One, one also imagine like how long of a time period was it between when Lazarus was raised from the dead and then this meal occurs? Weeks. So very, very like we won't get into uh, there. There's no way to get into the specifics of how does the 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 scientific raising of the yeah. dead for Lazarus go. But narratively, I could sit here and say like. He might still smell a little. Yeah. Have a little bit of gangrene <laughs> under the toenails or something. Hey. Yeah. Still smelling over here. <laughs> just a just a drop or two. <laughs> I still have that spot on my hands. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh just wipe just wipe your hair over my toes. It'd right, be so much better. Just just uh incredible. Uh yeah. incredible that, that uh <laughs> They're talking uh, burial pure perfume and dude three chairs down died last week. <laughs> and it may have been days. I have never counted, but now I will have to. <laughs> now you'll have to. The span. <laughs> so um, uh, for the players at home, uh, nard, the costly perfume made of pure nard. Isn't that like some sort of fat or what is what's nard? I believe it's a resin. Is it a resin? Uh, well, it is a perfume. So I got to admit, I'm weak on what a solid perfume would be made from. Let's I'll, look up nard. I'll let you Google it. A Himalayan spike nard. What? <laughs> Please don't read out what it brings up <laughs> until you really see what it is. There, uh, there, there's, there's still plenty of, uh, of nard products available. Okay. Uh, some on eBay. Uh, this oh one's on Amazon. Uh, oh, look at that. The Magdalena nard. 
Interesting. Um, um, but yeah, spike. So spikenard is the plant. Okay. Um, aromatic roots are used for so interesting. Okay. All right. So ground up roots into uh, into Aero some sort of perfume. Per- yeah. Some yeah. yeah some sort of perfume. Um. Uh, but yeah, also yeah, the 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 act of wiping with hair too is also uh, uh, almost almost demeaning to Mary in in, in modern yeah. reading. And yeah. like, uh, is there is there like some sort of uh, cultural significance from from that? Because it it seems as like there's there, it's one thing to say like the thongs of whom I'm unworthy to untie, and then this this right. is this is like. As far as as far as I know, this the surface meaning is the meaning that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she is so devoted to Jesus in this moment that she is actually using her own hair to dry dry his feet. Isn't in one or two of the gospel readings she she weeping as she's doing this? I'm trying to I'm trying um, to remember. I I felt like tears were involved in. I think there's a. An... Another one where instead of perfume, um, she washes his feet with tears. Okay. And a separate Je- incident. Yeah. Okay. And then Jesus says, yeah, she's washing my feet with tears. You didn't even give me a towel and water to wash my feet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else? <laughs> now that I've given you the imagery of... Of, so many of, of I'm just picturing yeah, yeah I'm now to the point where Lazarus is staring off into space going man I know I should be grateful in this moment for this <laughs> yeah. life that I've been re-given but I'm uh, kind of ticked off <laughs> yeah uh, the, let me just Check one thing here. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, it the the tears and all that um, actually is how this story wraps up in Luke. Okay. That she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. There it is. You gave okay. me no kiss, but the but from the time I came in, she's not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not. Yeah. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment and in the other ones in the other three gospels he explicitly says she has prepared me for burial Uh, okay gotcha Um, and this comes in um, john and perhaps all the gospels just before palm sunday right i mean in john it's the following verses so which which is like i said a very interesting um beautiful moving imagery of and then then one does assume that this like is does this woman have a sense of what's going to happen right does she know uh is she is she is she one of the people who has been told the same thing the disciples has but actually listened and paid attention (laughs) and understood it um uh well and again if it's truly mary of bethany yes yeah yeah, because um, Mary, Mar- Martha, both. I mean, Bethany's the the town of Bethany is 
right on the edge of Jerusalem. It's not any distance at all. Yeah. So they know what's going on in the city and the upheaval that's going on around the name of Jesus among the authorities. Gotcha. So perhaps perhaps even better than the Galilean disciples, hmm. they know full well what's going to happen very, very soon to yeah. Jesus. Uh and just for uh, the sake of it, one more blasphemous uh, uh, thing. Uh, this phrase by Jesus, not my favorite. <laughs> not my favorite quote. Uh, you will always have the poor with you, but you will not. You will not always have me. Yeah, which is sadly true. Sadly true, mm-hmm. but still kind of like. They, there are times where you can read that and go, "Ooh, Jesus!" Yeah, <laughs> this isn't about you, dude. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, could have been phrased a little bit better there, man. I mean, ah, you'll always have the poor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with the with the with the wrong inflection, <laughs> right? That, that could. Uh, it's it's not my favorite uh, phrase of his, uh, just because there there's a, a number of different ways you, or moments in your life where you can read that and be like, oh, now come on, Jesus. <laughs> well, and and what's you could have just left it with like she's she's keeping it for the day of my burial because I will not all for, I will not always be with you. You didn't have to put it in that other part. <laughs> well, and. I have to admit, I'm I'm with you seventy five percent of the way, and over the over the years, it's gone from a hundred percent agree with you to less, little bit less, because one of the things that I've experienced now for years and years and years is that difficult dynamic of what do we spend to help us glorify God, mm, and mm. what do we spend to help the people in need around us, right, and. That's that's the ratio that one has to prayerfully struggle with. I think it should be a struggle. Yeah. No, that's true. It's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, we have these microphones we get to use. Right. And, you know, how many dinner and I did they cost? And how many meals could we have purchased with them? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel better. <laughs> these are the cheap ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the most expensive book in front of me was a hand-me-down. So I okay, I feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but but I, but this laptop, admittedly, was a a, a uh, that that we use for the church. That is a multi-purpose and multi-use. Helps, multi-use does a bunch of the things around here. Uh, is a, a a higher quality than I could have yeah. uh, uh, settled for. Um, and, and, and I get it because yeah. yeah, it was one of those things like, yeah, we could do the super cheap, cheap, dirty and easy way, uh, on this thing and save some money, but we'd like it to be able to do some more things and well, investing in it is important. We don't want and, the, the live stream to crash. And, right. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be able to handle it and not yeah. have packet loss and all that fun stuff that our IT listeners get like <laughs> their ears just perked up and we're like, oh, I'm in, brother. Packet <laughs> loss. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of these things that, yeah, it's the advanced course of spirituality. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the, one of those reminders that Jesus doesn't dumb down stuff. Yeah, that's true. And gives us these that's true. challenges that hopefully do help us stop and think. And 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 I think they have. I think they yeah. have because uh because yeah, we 
have here we are. Uh, here we are. We have we're having having this conversation right now. Uh, well, with that, we'll send we'll send forth the uh, the, the listener into the world to to mm-hmm. ponder uh, that balance because it is it is you're right it is it, it is definitely a balance. Uh, and thank goodness this podcast is free, so no one has to give it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All the money that this podcast is worth, give to the poor. Yes. <laughs> And for the poor, I'm so sorry that we're not better. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry we don't have inherent value. Uh, more than a, maybe a couple of, couple of nickels. Um, so, uh, but with that, I think we'll call it to an end this year podcast for April 3rd, 2022. We look forward to worshiping with you uh, live and in person at 8 and 10 or online uh, at, at, 10. Uh, at, at 10. Start with beginning, beginning at 10. And uh-huh. then worshiping in perpetuity forever and ever. Amen. Um, on, online. Wow. Right? No pressure. Right. <laughs> I got to raise my game. <laughs> Every week, man. Every week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, HFEC videos uh, to, to worship online. Um, and visit our website. We've got a lot of things going on. Holy Family Fishers. Dot org uh, is that web- website. Uh, and until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.